0: All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're grateful to everyone that's here today, and uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. All right, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to come before you, Lord, and hear from the things that you have to say to us. Lord, I pray that you will remove any distractions, Lord, that you will open up our eyes and our ears so that we can see and hear what the Spirit is going to say to us, Lord. Help us to find ourselves in your word, Lord. The things that you will speak to us, help us not to miss it, Lord, so that we can continue to grow from this day forward. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Some years ago, in fact, it was uh, October 2004, I was driving on a highway from um, Hammond, Louisiana, to my hometown, uh, De Ritter. And on the way there, somewhere around Lafayette, uh, Drove. I was driving. And I saw a man, and this man was sitting on one of the guardrails that was by an overpass. And by the time I saw him, I had passed him up, and so I had to go a couple of miles down and then come around because uh, this was on um, I-10. So I had to go a couple of miles down uh, to turn around, and then I had to drive past him. Uh, maybe a mile or two, and then turned back around to come back and get him, so I pulled over uh on that interstate and uh um, asked him if he wanted to ride, and he said, "Yeah, and so he got in a vehicle uh, I asked him, was he hungry?" And he said, "Yes, I am, so we uh, pulled over to k f c and got him something to eat and um Asked him. I told him where I was going. He said, uh, I'm a, I'm a, i am you could just drop me off in Lake Charles uh, I said, okay, that's I'll be passing through there So when we got there, uh, he said well, you know what? I think I'm gonna just keep riding with you I said I'll tell you what I said, uh, I'm gonna stop by one of my brother's house uh, I was talking about brother junior by that time I had called brother junior and uh, talked to his wife And I had asked um, them uh, if they could get the church to make some sandwiches for him uh, and uh, for his journey, some food, get some food together for him. And uh, I told him, I said, I'll take you wherever you want to go. It didn't matter to me anywhere in America. I'd have drove him there. And uh, so we got to my hometown. and. I, he was doing all of the talking. I wasn't talking much, but uh, I brought him. We went to Brother Junior's house, and some of you you, you may have watched the YouTube video with Brother Junior. I think it was before either before I got up to preach or afterwards. He was telling the same story. So I brought him to Brother Junior's house, and uh, we were just sitting there, and uh, the man went on talking about how everybody had done him wrong, you know, and uh, he he was telling me. Um, he was saying that his sister lived in Texas and that she was well off. She had a lot of money and she had a big nice house and um, nice vehicles, he said, but she got cancer. And uh, he, she, he said, um, so what good is all that gonna do her? You know, she now she got cancer. And it was to me it seemed like he was rejoicing in the fact that she got cancer. He was mad that she was well off. You know, and uh, of course I'm thinking that uh, y'all have the same mom and daddy. Grew up in the same household. Why is it that she chose the route she chose and then you chose the route that you chose where y- you're just all over the place? You know, and is uh, one word. Offense. Offense. Does everybody understand that? Offense always leads you on this dark, dark, dark path. And so I was talking, you know, brought him to Brother Junior's house, and and, uh, he was saying, yeah, basically he gave us this long spiel about how life had dealt him a bad hand. Not just life, but people in it. You know, people mistreat me, and everywhere I go, people... uh, you know, they, they mistreat me and things like that. And, and uh, you know, like nobody, they just this long story. Nobody loves me. Everywhere I go, it's the same thing and stuff like that. And so Brother Junior, you know, and he was saying, and that's why I'm out on the streets because nobody really cares. And so Brother Junior, you know, listened at it just the same way I was listening to it on the way there. That was about a, uh, I would say, about a two-hour ride with just all that, you know. And so I thought, well, I'm going to bring him to Brother Junior's house and if Brother Junior, here the same thing I'm hearing. And so Brother Junior, when a man got done with all of that, Brother Junior reached in his pocket. And uh, whatever money he had in his front pocket, he said, here, man, I'm, I, this is all the money I have in the world. You know, he said, you know, he said, I, if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to you. You know, but he said, this is all the money. He said, I, my wife and I, we live on my social security and all we get is seven hundred and something dollars a month. And uh, he said, so I don't, I don't have a lot of extra money. He said, but I'm giving you all the money that I have in the world. And so, the man looked like, you know, he was surprised and I said, well, take it. And so he took it. And the man got up and went to the front door, Brother Junior's front door, and he started crying. And, uh, he said, you know, you're the only people that I've met that's like that. And Brother Junior continued to say, look, man, you don't have to be homeless. He said, I got an extra bedroom in there. You can stay there as long as you want. I'll help you get on your feet. You don't, you don't have to be homeless. Brother Junior meant that. He meant that. The man could have still been there had he chose to stay. But he, the man turned it down. Now, this was after that long, long spill about how everybody has done me wrong. There's no love in the world, and the whole world is just going to hell in a handbasket. Ain't no love here. No, everybody's done me wrong. And Brother Jr. reached in his pocket. You know, now everybody ain't doing wrong. I, I, I had an empty KFC box to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody understand? (laughs) That chicken, it didn't eat itself. (laughs) That big old box of ham sandwiches that you got, that ain't going to eat itself either. So he was standing at the door and Brother Jr. made that offer and he refused it. He rejected it. No, I think I'll just keep going. And I said, okay, well, you know, if you want to keep going, the offer's still on the table. I'll take you anywhere in America, anywhere in this country, I'll drive you there. He said, okay. So we left. I, I, he went and got in the, in the vehicle, in my car. And I, I stayed behind, and I talked to Brother Junior. I said, Brother Junior, I'm sorry for, you know, because, he, you know, I, I'm saying it to Conway. This fellow was fired up. And he, you know, was fussing and stuff like that, and I was just sitting there with my head down, like, man, why did I bring him here? Brother Jr. is a peaceful man. He, he's not used to chaos and people talking loud and, you know, and being rambunctious like that. I said, man, I shouldn't. I wish I hadn't brought him here. And so he went and got in my car, and I, I, I stayed behind and I talked with Brother Jr. I said, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I know how you are, you know. I, I, I didn't mean to. Bring that that kind of atmosphere. He said, oh no, that's okay, that that's all right. You know, he needed to hear what he heard today. And so um, I brought him. Uh, I said, let me stop at the let me stop at the gas station real quick. So we got to the edge of my town. I stopped at the gas station to put gas to fill it up. I filled my car up, and uh, while I'm filling it up, he's getting out. He's wrapping his the sandwiches up in his bag and putting them in his big bag and and stuff. I said, where are you going? I told you. And he said, no, I, I'll just get out right here. You know, there's hardly a month that go by that I, I don't wonder where that fella is now. And I, I felt bad for him because over the years I've met a lot of people like him. Over the years. I've met a lot of people just like that. Uh, Some of their conditions were different. All of them weren't weren't homeless. All of them weren't hitchhiking and walking down the highway. Some of them had jobs. Some of them had houses that they had bought and paid for. But just, the, the idea is never not content does everybody understand? I was going to take that man anywhere in America that he, anywhere where my car could have drove, I was going to take him there. But it was something else on the inside of him that did not want help. Does everybody understand that? So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis. Now, let me just, uh, while you're turning there, let me just warn everybody that's watching this message now, or listening to it, however you're getting this message. If you have not heard the message, the Cain Complex, I would suggest that you go and watch it before you continue on watching this message. Because you might not understand this message if you do not understand what the Cain complex is. Today, if the Lord say the same, we're going to talk about the vagabond spirit. Does everybody understand? This is the spirit that have graduated from the Cain complex. Does everybody understand that? All right. So let's go now. Is everybody there? The fourth chapter of the, book of, of the book of Genesis. It says, verse one, we'll start reading there. It says, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel and Abel was a keeper of sheep and but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Does everybody see that? But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. In other words, angry. And his countenance did what? Fail. Because he knew that God was rejecting his offering, and there was a reason why. Now, here's the thing: now, this is something that we really, really need to understand if we're going to understand anything about God. God don't care how good of a cook you are, or how much seasoning you have in your cabinets. You can't take a dump in the pot and fix it up and serve it to Him. He knows, God knows what he has a taste for, and he's not going to take anything less than what he has a taste for. Amen. So his preachers, every week they get up and preach. You know, God, God likes <laughs> mashed potatoes. And I'm not going to serve mashed potatoes. I'm going to serve green beans. But God's going, I'm telling you, he's going to reject green beans. I don't care who else likes it. I'm telling you what God requires. He won't potatoes. Oh, okay, Brother Bolden, you don't wrestle me down. I'll fix mashed potatoes. Okay, so come back next week and I'll tell you how to fix them. Then you come back next week. God don't want <laughs> powdered milk in his mashed potatoes. He won't goat milk in it. And he won't salt and pepper. None of that, none of that other fancy stuff. Well, I ain't got goat milk. I guess I got to go buy a goat. Well, whatever it takes, sister. But I'm telling you, if you put anything else in there that's not what God called for, he ain't going to eat it. Amen. Well, why? Why, you know, why has it got to be so hard? The cane complex. I'm going to be disobedient. I hear very clearly what you're saying. But I, I'd rather disobey and suffer the consequences so I can have something to be sad about. That was Cain. Does everybody understand? In a nutshell, that's the Cain complex. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna disobey God, and then I'm gonna suffer the consequences and be tormented by the spirits that I, that I am obeying, and then I'm gonna get mad at God about it. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And then look at the Lord. Verse 6, and the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? In other words, why are ye angry? Why is thy countenance fallen? And listen, that's what Cain loves. He loves attention. Could you imagine? Cain was a grown man. Can you imagine grown men walking around with a fallen countenance? That's not even natural. Does everybody understand? His countenance fell. That's not normal for a man. Not for a man. Well, let me, let me, for grown folks. (laughs) Everybody understand? And some people feed off of that. I really want to have a talk, but I'm two years old. And instead of me just sitting down saying, hey, can we talk? I'm going to just walk around stepping on my bottom lip so that somebody can ask me what's wrong before I commit suicide. You see Cain there? Two years old. Everybody understand? (laughs) And so God said, okay, Cain, this is all going to be in my word, whether you know it or not. And I, I, I'm going to call you on it. You want to play this game? I'll play it with you. Cain, what's wrong? Why are you mad? Why your countenance fell? Because folks that's got the Cain Complex don't want to come out of it. No, no more than that man, he had a place to stay and didn't want it. I'd have drove him anywhere in America and he refused it. Everybody understand that? That's the cane complex, you see. So God said, I'll I'll call you on it. I'll play this game with you. (laughs) Now, could you imagine God doing that? You know there's a reason why he did it. Look at what he says, verse 7. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Everybody see that? So what God was making clear was, Cain, I ain't got it in for you, but Brother Bolin told you, I don't want greens, and you keep bringing me greens. So, and he told you that I would reject it. Why are you getting mad when you come back here and you see, you see your offering still sitting there? If you just do what I tell you, I will accept you. But no, that's too much like right. Does everybody understand that? So what did Cain do, verse 8? And Cain talked with who? Abel, his brother. What happened with the conversation with God? I'm not interested in doing right to begin with. I thrive on folks running after me, asking me what's wrong with me. I thrive on attention. I love attention. I I can't just live a drama-free life where it's not about me and where I'm not brand new. I love attention. And I'm gonna get it any way I can. Does everybody see that? <laughs> so for the Lord to come to Cain and ask Cain what was wrong because his countenance had failed, That meant that Cain was all over the emotional spectrum. He wasn't a somber man to where he, he just walked around like that all the time anyway. Up and down. Happy because life is going good. Sad because life is going bad. Up and down. Up and down. Up and down. This week God is is accepting my offering and I'm sold out to him and I'm raising the dead and healing the sick. Next week I'm depressed again and don't know if I'm saved. Up and down. Up and that's the Cain complex. Now listen folks. (laughs) If you deal with it Folks that's in your circle they're gonna jump off that roller coaster everybody understand yeah that that's that's how many of you ever been on a roller coaster? I almost got on one, but when I saw some of y'all getting off of that, I was and nah, now that's all right I, but y'all back up not now move now i let me get down. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That ain't nothing but seasickness. And, not, I, and I'm paying for it? No, that's all right. <laughs> and folks with that cane complex, they'll make you dizzy. Does everybody understand? they make you seasick. They, they all over the place emotionally, and, and they want you to be there for the ride. You get on this ride. This is the best ride you'll, you'll ever get on. Verse 8 And Cain talked with Abel his brother And it came to pass when they were in the field That Cain rose up against Abel his brother And did what? What did he do? He killed him Had just finished Having a talk with God Where God is telling him If you do well, I'll accept you. But what do we read in the New Testament? Why did Cain kill Abel? Because his own works were evil. That's the Cain complex. It's gonna kill everybody but its own flesh. Everybody else need to, everybody understand? So and let me just, let me put it this way. How many of you remember the curve system in school where they graded on a curve? So you got, this, you got 30 people in a class? It uh, seems like there's always one that's making an A on everything. But if that one individual make a B and that's the highest grade, then that's an A to that individual and everybody else get graded on that curve. Some of you might not have heard of it because it seemed like maybe at some point people got smart and just did away with it. You just, if the, if the top person make a B, that's their fault. But I'm not going to grade y'all, the rest of y'all, like y'all stupid. Y'all can make A's. Y- y'all ain't got to be beneath this person. Does everybody understand that? And so that's what the Cain Complex does. It, it wants life on a curve. There's only a few people in this whole world at the time. My own mom and daddy, Adam and Eve, ain't finished having babies yet. They still making babies. You know what they are on the curve. They failed. But here's the second generation. And here it is, my brother making all A's all the time. God accepts his offering all the time. So how do I make my F an A? I kill the one that made an A. That's what makes folks with that cane complex not think much of people that are on God's honor roll. Does everybody understand? I kill them in my heart. There they go, always, you always volunteering for something. Always trying to show folks up, always on time. I guess I ain't there yet. Everybody <laughs> understand. If that Cain complex, they want a curve. If they don't want to make A's. I'ma just kill the one that's making an A's so my F look good. <laughs> so he killed his brother. We're in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis. Verse 8. He killed his brother. At that time, as far as we know, it's only four people in this whole world. It's only four people in this whole world. And Cain just managed to kill one of them. (laughs) Does everybody understand? Could you imagine the sadness? Mom and Daddy are already heartbroken. Cain and Abel don't know anything about the Garden of Eden and how lovely it was there. So they already heartbroken over that. And you're going to take one of their only, you're going to take the only child they had besides you? That Cain complex is a selfish one. It ain't thinking about nothing else, nobody else. Nothing and nobody. Does everybody understand that? This, we're not talking about thousands of years down the road like we are where you know you can kill a few folks and, and after folks are mourning and stuff like that and then the whole world just forget about it and move on and keep having babies. We're talking about a world where there are only four people in it. Only two children there. Two sons. And one, I'm so selfish, he took the other son from his own parents. Now, yeah, I heard about the Garden of Eden, but y'all should have got over there. He, he, shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been offering up a good sacrifice. He shouldn't have been living right. Does everybody understand that? And so Cain despised Abel because of his own raggediness. Abel wasn't doing anything wrong. Abel wasn't flaunting that like, yeah, yeah, see that? God going to eat my stuff. What are you going to do with yours? He was a righteous man. Abel was a righteous man. And here was Cain slacking in his relationship with God and mad at God because God wouldn't accept it. Today, what Cain would do, he'd go find another church and talk bad about the shepherd that he just left. Does everybody understand that? Verse 9. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? That Cain complex is, is a smart aleck too. Uh, that's a smart aleck. He wasn't, talking to, he wasn't talking to his daddy Adam in the flesh. He wasn't talking to his mama. He was talking to his creator. Lying. And then being a smart aleck, I don't know where he is. Am I his keeper? That's a smart somebody, ain't he? I tell you, uh, I couldn't have been God because that would have been the end of the story. You hear that, Elijah? You done prayed for fire? I'd have been sinning. Before he could get that out of his mouth good, he'd have been burnt to a crisp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so everybody so that cane complex is a bold one bold and smart everybody in the wrong way <laughs> that's something am I my brother's keeper Verse 10, and he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. So now that's that's where we end. Now you see the the grace and mercy of God is really what you see here. Exactly what his mom and daddy did. We're going to hide from God. And we're going to pretend like we ain't do nothing. Then God come for them to give them a chance to repent. But the Cain complex ain't going to repent for nothing. It ain't do nothing wrong. That was him making A's. Does everybody understand that? Uh, It ain't done nothing. Cain cannot examine himself. Everybody else is wrong. They were wrong for having me, giving birth to me, and he wrong because you accepted his offering. So no, I'm not his keeper. No, I don't know where he is. Does everybody see that? And God in his grace and mercy calls him out on it. What have you done? I hear, I hear you, 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 the, the, look at what he says, the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Now, we have to see ourselves today. Most of us ain't never technically killed anybody. So we can bypass this. But the Lord said, if you the, the word of God says, if you hate your brother without a cause, you are a murderer. It's got folks walking around still technically alive today. But in God's ears, he hear the voice of their blood crying from the earth because of your hatred for them. Just for no reason. Why? Because they corrected you. Because they said something that got on your nerves. Because they tried to help you. It's going to be a lot of folks standing before God on judgment day for murder. That ain't never lifted a gun or a knife to anybody. But they had some stuff to say. They had some bitterness in their hearts. Does everybody understand that? And so, the first part of this chapter, what we dealt with was the Cain complex. That was it in a nutshell. But Cain refused God's redemption. Does everybody understand that? You notice that now, if you go to the third chapter of the book of Genesis, you'll see God saying the same, what have y'all done? Nothing. He asked, he asked Cain the same thing. What did you do? Where's your brother at? I don't know. Am I his keeper? That was God. Extending a lifeline to them. God is faithful and just. He'll forgive folks when, when they repent. But Cain ain't going to repent. He done lived his whole life being Cain. This is the only way I know how to function. It's through witchcraft. Does everybody understand that? Some folks, they, they, they don't know how else to function. That, that was what was wrong with that fellow that I picked up. He, he gave this whole two-hour spill to me. Of how everybody's done him wrong. Nobody's right. And, and there he is sitting in my car that he didn't contribute gas to at all. Somebody's doing you something right. Now, I don't know what's going to happen before today, but today is a different day. So I heard it for two hours. And then I took him to Brother Junior's house. And we both heard it for two hours again. You can't help folks stop eating dirt that love the taste of it. Does everybody understand? How many of you ever known anybody that had a pet pig? You know, they get them cute, a little pot belly pig, it's cute, yeah, and it's still a pig. It ain't going to sit at your table and eat. It ain't going to be dignified about nothing. It ain't going to ask you to pass the peas. Everybody understand? And some folks even dress them up, put them in little black and white tuxedos. It's still a pig. It's in its nature. It wants to go in the dirt and play. Everybody understand? And I don't care how you give it a perm and try to spruce it up and nothing like that. That pig know it's a pig. You can't teach it manners. It's going to eat like a pig. Only God can change the nature of people. And there was God reaching out to Cain. Cain, if you just do right, I'll, I'll, you, I'll accept you. No, I don't want to be. I like being a pig. I like eating dirt. What can, what can a preacher do for somebody like that? Does everybody understand that? How can you help somebody that don't want to be helped? They love being in the mud, love being depressed. How, what can God do for somebody that don't want help? Nothing. Not a thing. That's a sad life. Does everybody understand that? They, they just rather be bitter. They, here was this man, your own sister, dying of cancer, according to you. Why are you not asking for prayer for her? you just rather sit back and point the finger and just watch her die. Mad at her because she didn't lived a decent life. Isn't that something? Because apparently it was all her fault. That's the danger of that Kane complex is everybody else. Is everybody else? I, it ain't never me. Everywhere I go, folks act the same towards me. Well, what's the common denominator? If you get the same response from people everywhere you go and those people don't know each other, it's you, you the problem. And at some point, you got to sit down and pluck yourself on the head and say, "Yeah, it's me. I'm the cause." So, because Cain rejected the salvation of God when God came to extend a lifeline to him, then now God has to let him know, Cain, that little complex you got, it's about to graduate. Graduate. You're about to be a vagabond. Let's read down. Verse 11. And now thou art thou cursed from what? Now that's a loaded phrase. God told him he's cursed from the earth. If you keep reading, you'll see he's still walking the earth. Cain, he gets married after this and have children. So what does God mean he's cursed from the earth? What is he saying? You will never be settled. You'll never be planted anywhere. Now let me let me just let's let's just go a step further than this so we'll understand w- what this is about. We're not just talking about poor people hitchhiking on the road somewhere. We're not just talking about Folks that should be settled somewhere and have their own house but still living from house to house. This is a spirit. It's got folks that own a house that's got a a vagabond spirit. It's got folks that's been living where they've been living for 20 and 30 years, still got a vagabond spirit. How you know they got one? Because they're never settled. Never content, never satisfied. This week, I'm going to put down the carpet. Next month, I'm going to look at it. No, I don't like that color. Let, let's, I, got no, I got all the money in the world. I'm going to lay down on a wooden floor. Never content. That was one of the things I told my wife when we bought, when we bought our first house together. I said, uh, whatever house we choose, before we, before we bought the house, I said, but whatever we choose, that's it. I'm not going in there. I'm not going to buy a house and then flip it all upside down. Is it better be flipped before we buy it? Everybody understand. I I don't buy a house to do all this remodeling. It better be if I'm gonna buy it. It's got to be what we want. You sisters got that bad. You buy a house, oh this is lovely, and then next time somebody come visit you, it look completely different on the inside. That's that vagabond spirit. Ain't never satisfied. It's got to paint walls. It's got to change out the furniture every other year. Never it, everybody cursed from the earth, the thing that's stable. I want you to picture that in your brain. What in other words, you're not you don't have any gravity. Nothing holding you to this earth. You just all over the place. Spiritually so a vagabond is somebody uh, today the, the I'm serving God and I've heard a, a message that changed my life and next week I don't know if I, I don't know if God exists. Never settled, never fully committed to anything. Naturally, so vagabonds, even in relationships, can't be fully committed. I don't trust people. It's got 7 billion people in this world and all of them done you wrong for you not to trust them. Does everybody understand? No, I can't get into a relationship. Why? Because it never dawns on you if you had just obeyed your mom and daddy, you wouldn't have gotten to the first junk you got into. You're the reason. It ain't every man that's done you wrong. You were disobedient. That, you were going against what you were warned about. But now, so every every time now I get in a relationship, I can't be all in. And it just so happened the person that I, the people that I've gotten in a relationship with, they understood I wasn't all in. So what did they do? They left. See that you can't trust anybody. That vagabond spirit is never, never content. It don't commit to nothing. It is a curse. Does everybody understand? It is (laughs) the cane complex on steroids. Does everybody understand that? The cane complex, now here's the danger of it. The cane complex is what you take on. You make a decision to do it. But if you continue to stay in it, then God comes along and helps you out. Does everybody understand that? You better get out of them pity parties. That woe is me. That don't get you anywhere. I, I, I went over that story for a reason. I'd have what what I, I took that man anywhere he wanted to go, but the pity party wouldn't let him. Why? Because I got to be able to continue to tell my story exactly the way I've been telling it. Nobody cares. So I can't accept the help of somebody that cared, because then that would change my whole dialogue. I can't have that. I only know how to operate in witchcraft. So I have to tell people, ain't no love. <laughs> Everybody understand and For me to tell the truth about it, I got to reject love. So God watches that foolishness from on high, and then he got to come down and say, look, you done got to the point <clears throat> where you don't even know you're dealing with this complex anymore. <clears throat> so I got to turn the heat up. Now I have to curse you. The idea is, I got to make it bad enough for you to want to come out of it. I, I know you got a taste for dirt, and ain't nothing I can do about it. So let me call some goats over here to poop in that dirt. Maybe that'll change your mind about dirt altogether. Does everybody understand that? I've got to make your life worse than what it is now because you've gotten used and acclimated to the dysfunction. <coughs> Does everybody understand that? So God says, now I've got to make it worse so that you'll have enough sense to call on me. Does everybody understand why God would do that? If he loved you, and he wants to pull you out of something, but you've gotten used to that. When hell has become heaven to you, he's got to make hell hotter. And what happens is over time, you see your life getting worse and worse, worse and worse, nothing going right, nothing going, and the whole time is God trying to get your attention. Let's read that, verse 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. So we see one of the first things, hating people without a cause. That opens the door for the vagabond spirit. People become dissatisfied and, and and uncontent with life and things like that when they in their hearts, remain bitter against people that ain't ever done them anything. Does everybody understand? Verse 12, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. Everybody see that? Now, wait a minute. Isn't that already a part of the curse that his mama and daddy received? Didn't God already tell Adam that? The earth ain't going to yield her strength? Did he change his mind since Adam? No. What he's saying is, it's going to be worse for you. I'm going to make it very, very painfully obvious to you that nothing you do is working out. Everywhere you turn, doors are going to close. All the blessings that's just... Look at, look, at, I want you to think about something. Jesus Christ said that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. In other words, you ain't got to belong to God for God to bless you. So that's just the natural order of things. Everybody everybody get rained on. Everybody get a break in life. Everybody can get jobs. You ain't got to be saved to get a job for for God to even open up a door for you to get a job or whatever the case is. But he's telling this person, this Cain, with this vagabond spirit, this is a part of the curse. It's going to be obvious to you that my hand is against you. You're going to watch folks that ain't serving me at all, ain't offering no kind of offering you're going to watch them be blessed and you it's not going to happen for you. The earth is not going to yield her strength to you. Everybody understand that? It's going to be obvious to you. Since you like the Cain complex and like feeling sorry for yourself, we're going to give you something to feel sorry for yourself about. It's just going to get worse. Does everybody understand that? It says, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in what? The earth with four people in it. Now three. It's only you, your mom, and your daddy, and you're going to be running. Nothing to run from. You're going to be a vagabond, and there's only three people in this whole world. Everybody understand that? What does the book of Proverbs tell us? The wicked run with no man pursueth. Now we have to think spiritually so. We're not talking about homeless people. <laughs> we're talking about folks that ain't never settled, never happy, never content. Vagabonds aren't just necessarily poor people. Millionaires can be vagabonds making a million dollars a month and still ain't content. Gotta get up and get this money. That's a vagabond spirit, ain't never content. Everybody understand that? Look at what he tells them. A fugitive and a vagabond. In verse 12, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. So what is a fugitive? A fugitive, the the definition of it, A fugitive is a person, now listen very carefully, a person that runs from justice. Now you pay close attention to that. A person that runs from justice. Cain took on the Cain Complex because he wanted it. That was just him and who he was. That's, That's one thing you sitting off in the corner by yourself, but the Cain complex don't know how to stay to itself. It's got to express itself. So Cain, he didn't just up one day and just kill his brother out of the blue. He then had something in his heart towards his brother. Does everybody understand? But he refused God's word. God's word says if you you feel like you have anything against your brother or vice versa, you go to that brother, you and you alone. Go to that brother. That'll keep you from killing him in your heart later. But not him. He was justified. He ought to come to me. He the one making A's. He ought to come to me and apologize for it. So Cain refused justice. So then what happens? He killed his brother. God comes to him to ask him about it, and he still refused justice. He never repented, and that's the thing about that vagabond spirit. It is way beyond repentance. It's not in it to repent. I don't know how to repent. I don't know how to just ask for forgiveness. That's too hard. I ain't done nothing wrong to begin with. as everybody else in this world. I can't repent. Everybody understand that. And so you got people living this vagabond life, never satisfied. They that like what the Lord called them, fugitives from justice. What justice? Years ago. Now let me make this clear. Years ago, you did somebody wrong somewhere. And that's what's got you running today. Years ago, you should have did what the Holy Spirit prompted you to do and asked for forgiveness for what you did, but you you refused. And what happens is, in your brain, the torment is this. Everybody is after me now. I, I know what it is. I was a fugitive at one time. A bona fide fugitive. Name on the FBI's list. I know what it is to go to sleep at night and wonder if I'm going to wake up with handcuffs around my neck in the morning. When you've done something wrong, you can't live a life of peace. Any day could be your day. You're moving all over the place. You, you're thinking twice. You, do, you can't just walk around freely like everybody else. You got to look and say, oh, no, it's a police officer in that store. I, I, I'll drive to the next town and go get what I need to get. Everybody understand? Yeah, that's the way fugitives live. Everybody's a, everybody's a, everybody's a rat. Everybody understand that? (laughs) Some of you, I'm telling you, maybe none of you've been, I've been a fugitive, technically a fugitive. Now here was the thing. On December 27th, 1994, That was the day I stopped being one, and that was some of the best sleep I'd ever gotten. (laughs) Fugitives that have been on the run for years, they're almost relieved that they no longer have to live that life. I'm glad. Man, what took y'all so long? But the vagabond spirit don't understand that. It don't understand it until it just surrendered. God, I, you know what? I'm tired of running. I give up. Yeah, you're right. Ain't nothing working for me. The earth ain't yielding. Ain't been, it's been not yielding its fruit to me. I quit. I turned myself in. I've done the mess. I hurt folks in my past. I need to go back and make it right, Lord. Everybody understand that? Why? Because outside of that, all you're going to be doing is running, 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 running. Everybody understand? That's not not God's will. Verse 13, and Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Does everybody see that? He understood what the Lord was telling him. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. Is that what the Lord did? Did Cain move to another planet? (laughs) The Cain complex mixed with that vagabond spirit, it exaggerates. Everybody understand that? You've driven me off the face of the earth. What was he standing at when he said it? And from thy face shall I be hid. Did God tell him that? He's standing right there then. He could have said, Lord, you know, what? I, I heard what you said. And I'm, I'm asking you to forgive me. But no, I need to keep playing into this. I've been a victim my whole life, and I, that's all I know how to be is a victim. Everybody understand? God's standing right there in his face then, and gonna, you hid your face from me. You've driven me out the face of the earth that I'm standing on. look, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in earth. Now, didn't God already say that? But that victim, it's got to keep repeating. Everybody understand? I'm going to repeat the same sob story everywhere I go. Everybody understand that? And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall do what? And it's only him and his, his mom and daddy in the earth. Ain't no everyone. It's just you and your parents. (laughs) But everybody should do what? Kill me. How many times does it take to die? But some kind of way, God has given me this supernatural ability that when one person kills me, I'm going to be raised from the dead so that everybody can kill me. That vagabond lives an exaggerated life. Does everybody understand? Verse 15, and the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should do what? Kill him. Now, I want you to think about something. (laughs) Again, when this is being said, there's only three people in the earth. Three people. So we know Cain get married. We know after Cain kills Abel that his mom and daddy come together. Adam and Eve, they come together and they have Seth. We know Seth have children. We know Cain have children. It's, it's only uncles and aunts and grandparents in the earth. Who's going to kill their uncle Cain? You're not talking about folks that don't know you. you, you your own family members, who's going to kill you? And that, and y'all all immediate family. But look at what God did. Now, if you're not careful, you'll miss it. He set a mark on Cain. The mark was this. This right here? You stay away from that. Because if you deal with it, you're going to be cursed too. Now, here's the thing about it. Cain, this point, not to everybody else in the world that's going to kill him. This points to the personality that he had. That he can be around his own immediate family. And can irk them. His own immediate who else is gonna love you like your own immediate family? But you got such a bad personality. I gotta put a mark on you to keep your own immediate family from just going off on you. Isn't that something? So people, oftentimes, when they are dealing with that vagabond spirit, nobody calls themselves a vagabond. What they will say is, that, I'm bored. I've been working this job for two months. I need to get another job. I've been in this relationship for a couple of years. I need another relationship. I don't see where we're going in life. Everybody understand? That vagabond is going to be, uh, it ain't committed to nothing. Your grandparents worked wherever they worked for 30 and 40 years and retired. Where are you going to retire from? <laughs> yeah, that spirit is alive and well today. It ain't going to retire from nothing. Because right, you tell me, as soon as I work, start working for you and you tell me what to do, that's it. I didn't come here to work. <laughs> Everybody understand? Why? Because it's a, it, that vagabond spirit is a hurt puppy. It's one of those puppies that, how many of you seen them puppies shake? Them pee-pee puppies. They shake and pee. They nervous. <laughs> I can't be around people too long because it's guaranteed you're going to hurt me. What makes you think that? Because you know you got that Mark. And unbeknownst to them, it it ain't everybody just coming and gunning for you. Everybody understand that? It ain't everybody just coming. You doing something. You doing something that folks are going to have to say something about. Folks are going to have to approach you about. And then you get mad when you get approached about it. Because that's the cane complex. I ain't going to do right. I'm not going to fix that that, that mashed potatoes like Brother Bolton said God like. I'm not going to do it. Then when Brother Bolden correct me next week, well, you know what, sister uh, brother, God didn't tell you. I told you, now, mashed potatoes, no, no green. He don't like green beans. I don't know. I, I can't ever get it right. They're they different colors. You, nobody's mistaken mashed potatoes for green beans. <laughs> so you don't get to plate of victim when you are willfully disobeying God and you get corrected for it. Does everybody understand that? My prayer is that people will come out of that. You play with that cane complex too long. God's got to stamp you with the vagabond spirit. Does everybody understand? He's got to show you the end of your witchcraft. This is what it looks like. Everybody understand that? It ain't everybody else. You know, when I gave my life to the Lord back in 1994, and you know, it's, it's, to me, it's strange even saying that. It's just where I'm from. Because, you know, whether we want to accept it or not, all of our lives belong to him anyway. We're bought and paid for. But when I come to the realization that it belonged to him and I started acting like it, I put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Nobody had to Pump me up after that. Nobody had to encourage me. You, you really are a man of God. You really are. You are. Come on, everybody. Let's clap. You are. You belong to God. <laughs> everybody understand? Faith is what made me know it. Not folks cheered me on. Even when I had moral fair- failures and wasn't living right and things like that, I still I still belong to God. I'm going to repent and I'm going to get up and I'm going to dust myself off and that's it. Not the Cain complex. Not, no, not that Cain complex. The Cain complex can think something evil in his heart. You know, I don't, I just don't Know what it is about, Brother Bold? I really don't like him for whatever reason. I don't. And then I get up and preach. Well, you know, some of you brothers in here, you got a problem with me and my authority. who That was for me. Woe is me. I'm always doing something wrong. Everybody understand? He always calling it out. I just, I just. Every time we come to church, we got to hear the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do everything but make it right it's going to do everything but repent does everybody understand that do, do you see the, 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 the roller coaster here Cain will not repent it'll kill anything that's trying to make it repent does everybody understand that so God wants us to grow up You you got to come out of that pity party, and that really what it is is witchcraft. You got to come out of that. Everybody understand that. My children will tell you. I don't ever ask them what's wrong. I rarely, whenever I'm texting or calling somebody, I say good morning. I don't care if you got your head in your pocket. It's still a good morning. I'm not going to hardly ask you, how are you doing? I'm telling you how you're doing. It's a good morning. Now, let's go on from here. Does everybody understand? (laughs) Yeah, I command my day. (laughs) Everybody understand? And I I don't let Cain pull me into his. You having a good morning, Cain. You ain't going to kill your brother today, are you? I know you're not. Not on my watch. You having a good day. Now, jump up and clap and shout. <laughs> Get on out of that depression. <laughs> no, you too happy. I can't be around you. <laughs> I don't, I ain't growing around this. This ain't no fun. Who want to clap and shout and praise God? <laughs> okay, got to be by himself. Because the whole world too happy. Everybody is too good. Is that what y'all smiling for? <laughs> I want to say this: children of God ain't got no business being depressed or anything like that. Amen. Not when you obeying God's word and, and what Paul tells us what to think on. Amen. Everybody understand that? We see what Cain did in the latter part of what we read here. He rehearsed exactly what God had already said. Why did he do that? God had already told him, you're going to be cursed and you know, things like that. You're going to be a vagabond and a, and a fugitive. Why did, he, why did he repeat after God what God said? Because this is what I'm going to tell my children and my children's children and my cousins and my brothers that they're going to have. I'm going to let everybody know I'm Cain. And this is what happened to me in life. You know I killed my brother and God cursed me? Could you believe that? Where's the love? You know, I, I did wrong and God didn't even, what did he do? Talking about where your brother at. You, and you know, I told, I told him to his face. Am I my brother's keeper? Cain might have lived another 900 years, and he told that story the, uh, the, the, the rest of his life. Same sob story. Same, everybody understand? Same story, different characters. That's the reason why, one of the reasons why folks don't ever have a successful relationship. They go into it looking to get hurt. You take a woman that's been with five different men, they all hurt her exactly the same. Same thing for men. A man that's been with all these different women, they all hurt him the exact same way. How? Because it's you. You came. Everybody understand that? Yeah, I I hope it hurt and sting you enough to come out of that. You can't live a victorious life in God playing a victim. At some point, you have to be willing to disappear. Does everybody understand? I told you, Cain, love attention. At some point, you have to just be normal and, and be incognito. It can't just be about you. You know, I've been living for the Lord since 1994. Ain't nobody throw me a party every year about it. And I'm satisfied with that. I, I, I'll, I'll get my reward when I stand before him. Ain't nobody got to clap and cheer me on about it. Everybody understand that? I don't need that kind of attention. This is not about me. It's about God. It's about what he did for me, not what I'm doing for him. Does everybody understand that? So no, I don't need that kind of attention. Folks ain't got to throw me a parade about it every, every, every December. I'm, I'm just happy to be in his will. But Cain got to be brand new. That vagabond spirit, it needs something new all the time. Never satisfied. Does everybody understand that? It gets bored easy. Life is not exciting. It has a problem with structure. This is all there is to life, just getting up and going to work and Why don't we do something? Why don't we go somewhere? Let's just go driving. Let's just go burn gas that we we can't afford. That's that vagabond spirit. It's got to be doing something new. It's got to see new faces all the time. It's got to get out and explore the world. And here's the question, what is it running from? Who did that spirit hurt? Does everybody understand? Because you know that's what it boiled down to. Some unsettled (laughs) justice. Does everybody understand that? That's not God's will. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the word that you spoke to us. And Lord, we pray over every individual that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, we pray that they've heard loud and clear. And God, right now, we ask that you will deal with their hearts, Lord. That you will help them, Lord. If they've seen themselves in this message, Lord, I pray that you will relieve them. That you will remind them, Lord, of, of what caused them to start running. To take on that spirit. Lord, I pray that you will help us all to go back to ground zero and make things right with our brothers and sisters, Lord. Help us all, Lord, to start running if we've been running, to stop running, Lord. Help us to be settled. Help us to be content with the life that you provided for us. Help us to see the fruit of these things, Lord, so that we'll know that these things aren't normal. Lord, we thank you for your word because we know that you preach because you care for us. And, Lord, we pray that from this day forward we will take heed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. If that's all now, if the Lord say to say, we'll be dismissed. We'll go back to the back and discuss what we've heard.